everyone. Welcome to the Whatever is Lovely podcast. My name is Victoria. I started this podcast in hopes of being able to share stories of good things that are happening in the world, not just the bad. When everything seems hard, heavy, and hopeless, it's so easy to forget that God is still working, whether we see it or not. And so that brought a verse to mind that I'd like to share with you now. Philippians 4.8 And now... Dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, right and pure, lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with people who have gone through trying times, but were able to find the true and the lovely in the midst of the hardship. My hope is that these stories bring comfort to those going through the valleys and feel alone with no way out. Now won't you join me as my friends and I share all of our stories. Hey guys, welcome to the Whatever is Lovely podcast. Like I said, this is Victoria. So for this week, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Usually I have somebody on here who is telling their story with lots of hardship or something huge that they've learned in their life and yes that is so important to share and those are the things we want to hear right well as I was sitting back and thinking about this I thought maybe I should share my story now don't get excited my story is not that exciting not a whole lot going on but there are things enough in my life that have taught me how to really lean into God's goodness and to lean into who he is. And, you know, it brought a quote to mind that I saw not too long ago, and I wanted to share it with you guys. It says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be someone else's survival guide. So here we go. Here's my story. I am not going to go through a whole chronological thing about my life and what happened to Victoria from the time she was a child to now where she's almost 30, but we're not talking about that. (laughs) Uh, What I really want to share are just a couple snippets of big things that have happened in my life, things that have really shaped the direction that I, I, I went and where I'm going. And so, um, one thing to know about me is I am actually a licensed therapist. Shocking, I know, you wouldn't guess. Um, But that was something, the whole journey was something that I never expected to go on. And here's why. So, I graduated high school in 2013, but in 2016, I graduated college and I moved literally three days after um, I graduated. And the thing about that move was I had grown up in Southern California. That was where my high school years were. That's where my college years were. Um, I was 10 when we moved there. I went through some of those big milestone developmental stages of your life in sunny California was wonderful (laughs) but uh during that time um you know I I really grew to love that area 
And so when my my family said, oh, hey, by the way, your dad got a job in Kansas City and we're moving um, on in in May, that kind of rocked my world a little bit. You know, half of my life I spent living in one place um, for about three years and then moving to the next and moving to the next. I moved about five times before I was 10 years old. So when you're in California and you're settled there for 11 and a half years, you know, the thought of moving is nowhere in sight. So when they said they were going to move, my first initial thought was, oh, awesome. Like, that's great. Like, this will be so fun, a fun adventure for them to go back home where they grew up, um, for my siblings to be in the Midwest. Like, that's awesome. But when it came to myself, I, I had to actually think about, am I going to go? And, you know, everyone knows the prices of things in California. That wasn't plausible. <laughs> so I decided after a lot of prayer that, yes, I'm going to go with them. But it was one of those I'm just jumping um, in faith and knowing that God's going to lead me. And it's hard enough when you graduate college and you have to figure out who you are. You know, you spend 12, 13 years, 15 years probably, in my case, in school trying to figure out. And you can just figure out who you are because you're a student. It's easy to settle into that role. But once that is gone, you have to figure out who you are. And now that you're this quote-unquote adult, you have to actually act on that. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to go with my family. So in the midst of finals and working, I was also a ballet dancer at the time. So I was dancing and having rehearsals multiple days a week on top of my responsibilities at my church and my home. And in the midst of the April-May time, I, I hate to say this, but I know for a fact that I was kind of slipping into a depressive state where I was grieving. I was grieving this having to leave the only place that, you know, I had known for 11 years. But there was also this hint of excitement of like, I'm a very easy go with the flow, you know, force of habit when you're a Californian go with the flow type of person so i was like cool new adventures we're gonna go to kansas it's gonna be fun and so i just kind of ignored a lot of what was going on internally and when we moved here it was a whirlwind um with a lot of different things at play but it turned out great but in those first few months it was so hard because I moved to a place where I didn't know anyone or anything. My identity of being a dancer was gone. My identity of being a student, gone. Yes, I still had my family. Yes, I had, I had Jesus. I, I, I had all that, but I didn't know who I was. And so there was a few years in there, I... <laughs> Even my mom was like, you're not depressed, but you were depressed. She's like, you were definitely depressed during those times. And I felt it too. And I tried to make the best of it and hide it because I'm one of those uh, 
as Elsa says, conceal, don't feel type of people. So that is what I did. Now, I probably in the fall uh, after we moved here. So we moved here in the spring. Um, in the fall of that same year, um, I joined a young adult group at our church. And I was uh, I started meeting people and becoming friends with people and um, started creating some really good friendships. Some of those friendships I still have six years later. Um, but I started, I had to get to a point where I wasn't afraid to put myself out there. I was a very fearful person. And it was easier for me as an introvert to just close up, not feel anything, and just be like, it's easier to just stay at home. And all the introverts said, amen. Um, so I said, I stayed at home, but I felt like God was telling me in that time, no, you need to embrace this new thing that I've placed you in. Embrace this new environment and these new people. Um, people in the Midwest are very different from Californians, in case you didn't know. So have, being in the Midwest and the, the friendliness and the, the welcome atmosphere that, that they created was something I really needed at that time. And it was also during that time I, I had a friend who invited me to a summer Bible study. This is about, this is the next summer. So I think it's 2017. And um, it was with a lady at our church and three other girls. And what I didn't know is the lady who was leading it was um, part of the counseling program at one of the local universities. And so we started this Bible study and it was a book um, it was like a mixture of a book study and a Bible study, and it was a book we were going through called Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You. I'd never heard of it before, but my friend who invited me was like, she she had gotten to know me really well and was like, look, I feel like this is something that is kind of right up your alley. I'd always had an interest in mental health and um, all of that, so she was like, this seems right up your alley. You would really love this. I think you should be part of this. So... It was us four girls and our leader, and we spent every week that summer going through this book, and it really created some really awesome conversations and kind of created this curiosity in me about the counseling field, and so I, we just kind of would have conversations here and there, and about halfway through, our leader, she was really encouraging me to look into the master's program at this local university um, that was a counseling program. And my first thought was, you know, no, 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 I'm not going back to school, right? I didn't want to go back to school. That was the last thing I wanted to do. But she kept encouraging me very gently and was like, look, I see, I feel like God has given you this ability to really be a good listener and blah, 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 blah. You should consider this. I was a little persistent. So I, I, I finally gave in was like, okay, I will look into it. But that's all I'm promising. So I looked into it. So in 20, I believe it was 2018, in the spring, they were having their informational meeting and for this program. So I decided I'm at least going to look. I'll get some information 
see what I think. So that went really well. I had met a couple people there and that we kind of clicked. I kind of clicked with them and was like, oh, this seems really kind of cool. Um, I'm like, I'll, I'll continue to pray and think about it and see what happens. So as time went on, I just felt the urging that I needed to apply. So I applied. I found out a few weeks later I was accepted. I went to the interview, all of that stuff, right before, obviously before I was accepted. Um, met a couple of really great girls at that, and I was like, wow, if everyone in this program is like this, like, this could be something really amazing. And um, got accepted, got into the track I wanted, which is marriage, couple, and family. And again, still had no idea what I was doing nor why I was doing it. And so I just felt like I got so many confirmations from so many people um, that this is the direction I was supposed to go. So in the fall of 2018, I started this program. And coincidentally, and I don't believe in coincidences, I think God really puts you in the place you need to be and brings people together when the timing is right. And the first girl I see at orientation was this girl I clicked with on the interview months before. And we were just like, oh my goodness, you got in too. This is great. So I already created kind of this friend base and friendships have always been hard for me. So for it to be that organic and that easy just was a godsend. So was in this program, started in the fall and um, wow. What a program it was, let me just tell you. It's three years. So started in fall of 2018, graduated in May of 2021. And we all know what happened in between, you know, 2018, 2021. Yeah, that little thing um, in the spring of 2020 called a pandemic. Yeah, that. What The way this program works is that after a year, a year and a half, you start an internship. Now this internship um, would be at either a private practice, a church, a, a community center, a student center, wherever you're accepted, whatever you choose, and you're supposed to see clients clear up until you graduate. I um, originally went one direction uh, to a, it was a in-house uh, inpatient children's counseling center and it sounded really awesome. So I started going that direction and it didn't work out due to scheduling reasons because I was working full time and it just wasn't gonna work out. And so that already set me back two weeks when this happened. I had, I had been there for two weeks. Um, and then I went to our administrative assistant for the program was like, look, I'm, I need to find a new internship site. Is there anything you can do? So she connects me with the Student Center at Mid-America. I end up starting that in the beginning of February in 2020. And right as I'm starting to get going, getting my feet under me, I'm up to, I think I was up to five clients. The whole world goes on lockdown. Yep, lockdown. I And the way it worked at universities with counseling and just in general with counseling, if your student or your client is not in the same state as you, you legally are not able to see them. 
So when you're at a university and they all go home, what happens? I was down to three people in that time. And I it ended up dwindling down to one by the time the semester was over because she was the only one that was local. So that was hard. I already had shed quite a few tears in that. And I remember sitting there looking at my friends who in the midst of the pandemic are thriving and are still able to see clients and have their feet under them. I'm just sitting here like, why? Why is this happening? I didn't understand what was going on. And I, I we had to find, I went straight back to our administrative assistant and was like, look, I am down to one client and I was actually down to zero clients for a good couple weeks there I said I, I need some more solutions is there anything you can do and let me tell you guys she was a godsend because she stuck with me through all of this clear up to the end giving me ideas helping me talk to people reaching out to the local therapist and I managed to go to a private practice that sustained me through the summer until school started again in the fall now, once that happened, we're nearing the end of 2020. We're starting to get back into person. And I'm telling you, things just started falling in line. And it was incredible. Now, the thing is, with gathering hours to graduate, you have to have certain types of hours. And some of them are going to be more, you know, book, learning, studying related, easy to grab. Now, the hours that really can trip you up are the ones that are directly with clients. And then because I was in the marriage couple and family track I had to have hours that were specifically with two or more people in the room so that could be a couple that could be a family that could be um, you know a parent and a child uh, roommates whatever it is it had to be more than two people in the room so that's hard when you are mainly at a student center now, I was given the opportunity to do some premarital counseling, which was so fun, by the way. But I also uh, was able to see quite a few couples through this private practice. Now, by the time we got to the spring, when I was supposed to graduate in May of 21, um, one of the requirements was you had to whittle it down to one site. You couldn't carry more than one site. At least that's what I was told. So I had to drop the private practice site and just stick with the student center. Now I was having, I had plenty of individual clients. That was going great. But it got to the point where I was looking at my hours. I was looking at the days we had left and thinking, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to graduate with my internship finished. Now, we could still graduate. Don't worry. I could. I still graduated. But I would have had to continue into my internship clear till I was done. So I originally had it projected that I would be done in June. So we graduate in May. I would have been done in June. Great. Well, life happens. Cancellations happen. Vacations happen sicknesses happen we were still in the midst of covid where people were getting sick so i had so many cancellations and no shows and this and that and the other and when i say that i was disappointed and i was sad and i i really was discouraged believe me i was i think the entire spring of 2021 
I was an emotional mess. I would found myself praying, God, why? Why am I experiencing so many hardships in this program that should not be that hard? I know you told me this is where I should be going. This is the direction I should go. And nothing was working out the way it should. And I had so many friends who were like, oh, it's okay. You'll be great. You'll be fine. But it wasn't the fact that they were there for me and they were trying to support me and my family was trying to support me. It was the disappointment I had in myself was so loud that I couldn't hear anything else. I couldn't hear the encouragement. I couldn't see the encouraging texts and phone calls and hugs and things like that because I was so disappointed in myself. Because I thought, this is all my fault. What did I do? I found myself saying, what did I do? But as things unfolded over the next few months and my internship was extended yet again to September, clear until October, I found myself, I found God actually, pausing me and being like, you need to stop moving for a minute and look around. Look around at who is around you? Look around at what is happening. Because what I didn't see and what I wasn't paying attention to was how God had brought situations and people in my life that were encouraging me and helping me throughout the whole thing. And as I look back on it now, as a licensed therapist, as I look back on it, I realize I could not have had, you know, X, Y, and Z conversation or experience with this client if I hadn't been there. I couldn't have helped this one person who was thinking that the whole world was hopeless and everyone was out to get them. I couldn't help this couple over here who had no idea what to do because their child said they hated them and did not think they cared about them. I could not have helped these people if I didn't have my internship extended, if I wasn't in these multiple locations where I was able to experience and be the light that God created me to be. And so by the time I finished in October of 2021, I am telling you, I had never felt such relief as I did when I turned in that last note I finished that last hour I called my this administrative assistant and said guess what I'm done and they my she and my supervisor both they cried with me rejoiced with me my family rejoiced with me and I finally finished a, a three and a half year long journey that should have only taken three years but it was in the midst of all of that that I really saw God work in my life and I've been able to go back and help with the group counseling class or talk to other people who are just starting this program of like, look, if this is happening, if your internship isn't going the way it should, if this is happening, it's going to be okay. You have support. You have people around you who are going to help you make sure you get where you want to go because they want to see you succeed. And so... I haven't done it a lot. I took a break from counseling a little bit, but wow, it has been, it was such an honor to be able to share the stories with other therapists and be like, look, you can do this. It's hard. 
It's going to be uncomfortable, but God is growing you in this. And I, I, I'm now sitting here like, I made it through that. I can make through make it through whatever God has next for me. And as in a very emotional person, everything will feel pretty big at times, but I know that he still cares. I know that he still puts people in my life who will encourage me and love me through this and through the valley when, you know, it feels absolutely impossible. So I say all of this just to share with you and and to just remind you that God still cares. It doesn't have to be a big dramatic story that you have of a hardship that's going to encourage somebody. Just you getting out of bed and doing the hard things daily can be an encouragement to somebody. It's just you taking the step to share that when you feel God prompting you to share it with someone. That's huge. The simple use of words and stories is such a lost art in our world. So I just encourage you that if you feel the prompting, to sh- if you hear something that's like, you know, I've been through something similar, let me share my story. Share it. It's okay. Maybe something you say will encourage that person you're talking to. Lean into the support system you have. I have a tendency when I am super stressed, I recluse like a good introvert that I am. It's not a healthy thing, by the way. But I recruit I recluse and I, I really just kind of turn inside. But when we're in those hard times, reach out. Reach out to the family, the friends around you, because trust me, they do care. And I found myself, I remember in these times being like, God, I cannot make coherent com- or like coherent decisions or even thoughts right now. Please speak to me through those around me. And he did. So if even if that is your prayer of like, Lord, I'm really having a hard time right now. Can you please speak through those in my life? He will do that. And trust me, it will be very apparent that that is God's words coming to you through those around you. That's why we're the body of Christ. That's why he created us that way for connection and to reach out and to be a community with those around us. As all of my guests answer these last two questions, I might as well make myself answer them. So just to remind all of you, the first one is... As we know, this podcast is based off Philippians 4.8. And so I guess the thing I found out of this story that was lovely and praiseworthy was community. I have had a rough go at it when it comes to friendships. And to be able to be put in a place where I've been given a strong community has been a blessing for not only my you know mental well-being but my spiritual well-being as well I think of the verse in Proverbs where it says as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another and this has definitely been the case uh, with the community of friends that I have around me and so like I said it's just been a huge blessing to be able to cultivate those and to um, just grow together in um, this season of adulthood where lots of things are changing and you're establishing yourself and your life 
and yeah, huge blessing. Um, probably the one word I would use to describe my journey with God during this time is intentionality. So many things were out of my control during this season, but I know that God really was intentional with the path that I experienced. And it was really hard to see that as I was going along this road. And trust me, I did not expect to have as many setbacks as I did, but he made it work out for the good in the end. And he brought the lovely outcomes in the end. Yes, pun intended. But he did. And I look back on it now on the other side of this road, just being so grateful for the nose and the closed doors and the, the hills and valleys. And I, I really praise him to be able to have gone through that, to have met the people I did, to have experienced the stories I did. And I know it will just make me uh, a better friend, a better therapist, a better person in the end because of the things I experienced in this journey. So yeah, that is my story. It, it really was a tough one to be able to tell you guys and to um, really get myself in that vulnerable place to be able to share. But I, I hope that it encourages you and if you have a story that you also want to share, please reach out to me. I would love to be able to be the platform for you to be able to share your story. So as we always say, thank you so much for um, joining me today and the story. And I'll be back next time with another amazing story.